Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia. For more information on the shows and the network, visit podcastnetwork.asia and Podmetrics, the only analytics you'll ever need for your podcast. Sign up for free at podmetrics.co and use my referral code RJ Ledesma. A difference when I was doing my business, I was really building it to last. So there's a different mindset to it. Because you tend to make sure that you're earning, not just growing rapidly, but also, you know, we don't buy the growth, but we grow to sustain the business. No? So there's two mindset talaga. It's a two different mindset. And I believe learning the right mindset will help you in the long run, in the long term. Now you still have control, you can still create your culture. Hindi ka na echepuera. Yun yung I think a lot of things that you you know as a startup founder also to to share with. Hello and welcome to the RJ Ledesma podcast. Thanks so much for joining me on this lovely Tuesday evening. In the RJ Ledesma podcast, I interview the country's pioneering business personalities and entrepreneurs and learn more about how they think about business, what are their success secrets, how they've innovated their businesses during this pandemic, and what opportunities do they see emerging in the new normal. Now, if there is a business personality or entrepreneur that you would like me to interview here on the podcast, please let me know. Drop me a message on the comments box. We would love to interview them. We are also live right now on the RJ Ledesma Facebook page, on the RJ Ledesma podcast page, on the uh, on Bounce Back official, and on Kumu. At the same time, we are live streaming as well. Hi to everyone listening to us here today. Thanks again so much for joining us. And this is a very special episode because kaidad ko same age kami ng aking ng aking special guest tonight, and I'm very impressed by the work that he's done. It's truly a privilege to have him here on the show. And this episode is all about wheeling and dealing your way to greatness. Tonight's uh, tonight's very special guest is founder and CEO Steve C, who bounced back from a failing business venture to build Great Deals e-commerce, which is now the leading e-distributor here in the Philippines. By addressing his own pain points of selling products online, Steve created a one-stop shop digital agency, which is Great Deals e-commerce, to help brands gain a foothold in the e-commerce realm. From handling product inventory to web design to data analytics to chat support to logistics and delivery. His roster of multinational companies include Reckitt uh, Benkinser, Nestle, Samsonite, Reebok, Crocs, L'Oreal, Abbott, and Unilever, among other clients. Great deal success in the e-commerce realm allowed them to raise 12 million U.S. dollars or 600 billion pesos from Navigar, the largest private equity firm in the country. Find out tonight how Steve plans to dominate our local e-commerce scene and becomes the Philippines' own Alibaba here on the RJ Ledesma podcast. And again, Idol Steve, kumusta ka na dyan? 
Well, good evening to everyone and to all the viewers. So happy to be here with RJ Ledesma and to share my story also as an entrepreneur and startup founder. Yeah. Bro, thanks again so much. Now, actually, uh, kami ni Steve, we share a common denominator. Pare yung ID namin sa school. Eh. ID 91 kami sa, sa DLSU. So we started the year at the same time. Steve, what, we, what do you remember from our college years, Steve? Wow. So, ID 91. <laughs> Biglang kailangan ko mag-isip ng ano. <laughs> Ang tagal ng pag-iisip. <laughs> One of the best thing that I still remember was, huh, ang dami, University Mall nandoon pa, yung billiard dyan sa kanto ng... And when we started the year, it was actually the Mapinatubo had just erupted when we started our first, I think our first or second week of college. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's one yeah, of the best. Yeah, yeah, yes, that's right. Mano, dusty pa, dusty pa yung ano, yung campus nung time na yun. Yes, I, I remember. And, and this is the truly interesting thing right now that Steve actually already has a daughter who is studying also in his uh, college alma mater. So that's how young Steve here is right now. And before this one, sabi nga niya, RJ, I still remember you from Royal True Orange. So for all those watching us right now and who remember me from Royal True Orange, ang ibig sabihin lang yan is that makaedad tayo. We are of the same age and the same batch. And again, yan, ikaw ang sikat na sikat. <laughs> si, Joey, si, si, Joey, si Joey ng Royal True Orange. Thanks, thanks for remembering, Steve. Now, just taking a step back, no, before we talk about great deals. Okay. And I, I really like... Uh, it's nice when you can tell the whole story of how it came together. But you know, you were you you, in your blood. You were you were really a, a an entrepreneur from the very start, and it's something that came from your family background. Like before you started over here, you told me laking laking tondo ka, de ba? Your your family business. Laking tondo, laking divisoria. Never been employed. Always doing business. Always yeah. mga hustle. Kaya Nagbebenta ako ng t-shirts at watches during breaks. <laughs> <laughs> and then, having said that, no, I just want to know, maybe, maybe later on you tell us a bit more about how your, I think your background, you growing up in Divisoria, Tondo, that sort of mindset uh, helped you form your own business. But before that, I'm just very, very curious to find out, you know, Navigar has invested in your company. It's growing very quickly. You've got four daughters that you're raising, and you know you, you, your your wife is helping you out there as well. But then, what's a typical day or an atypical day like for you right now, Steve? So, ngayon pa no, simple lang because it's office bahay, office bahay. Basically, when I wake up, have a quiet time with the Lord, and then prepare to go to the office, and then stay in the office the whole day, and then go back home. And have dinner with my family, and then that's it. That's that's a typical day in in my life. But then, when the things office have a lot of Zoom meetings, internal meetings that needs to be done. So the mga KPIs that needs to be shared and vision that needs to be done. So yun yung mga things that uh, really you know keep me busy. No. Steve, mm-hmm. I just have a question. I mean, you're growing such a large business here right now. And I'm sure you, you never imagined this at the start, right? I mean, you were just thinking this is a way for me just to sell more products. So every day, as, as you go to the office and, you, and, you, and, you, and business is growing this quickly, what, what keeps you very motivated or what keeps you very sharp 
so that you 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 keep on you know you, you can keep on getting up every day and doing the work that you do. I think ano uh, our mission, our company, ito no bullshit though. Our company mission is to uplift Filipino lives through the digital economy. It keeps me going, talaga. No, and I know my role in the company right now. So as we could keep on growing, there's a lot of new roles that you need to play. And right now, I'm playing the role of building the right team for us to scale further. No? So in, when you come to a certain level of business, it needs to have a very good team. Eh? So that the micromanage, you have to look at the forest already and not anymore the trees. Mm, I see. So there are people that, are, that needs to look at the trees, but I'm looking at the forest already for us to be able to develop our digital ecosystem and continue to grow great deals to the years to come. Okay, so having said that, that's, that's a really nice analogy how you're able to look now at more at the forest, no? And your role basically is, is organization builder. You're, you're, that's what you are, no? But how, how did you evolve over the past, I guess, how old is the organization right now, Great Deals? So as a Singapore fighter, I started 2014. Mm -hmm. So six years na siya. Six years na siya. Yes, and six how, years. How did your role evolve? I mean, in, in your mind, how did your role evolve? You could have been always the founder and CEO, but your role is different. Your role now is organization builder. But tell me, how did your role evolve within the organization of Great Deals? So definitely, as you keep on growing, if you're going to do everything, you will not be able to wake up anymore, I think. No? So <laughs> it's, the number one challenge for me was letting go. Because as an entrepreneur, laking tondo, laking divisoria, we're very micromanagers in a sense. I have to be there. I have to make sure that all deliveries are good. Everything on Lazada or on Shopee, the, the prices are right, all of those things. But as you get good people into your team, you let go of your weaknesses and concentrate on your strength. So as an entrepreneur, that's one thing that you need to learn or, or unlearn so that mm -hmm. we'll be able to trust more of the people that we hire to lead our organization also. But that must have been difficult for you. I'm just thinking to myself as well, even in my it organization. It took me five years to have an HR, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, parang, uh, paglaki kang divisoria, most of us, HR, kailangan ba yan, diba? We, we hire ourselves. But right now, I appreciate that I really have a very good HR director that helped me build my team and scale it up further. So those are the things that, you know, I keep on learning, right? Meron na ako ngayon CFO. Dati, ha, huh, CFO? Ako lang dapat mag-issue ng check. Di ba? Ganyan yung negosyo niya. <laughs> but how, how are you able to get there? I'm just, I'm just very curious because there, some people are unable to make that jump. Di ba? Some people are unable. That's, that's usually that yung point na kumbaga you're at the inflection point of the growth of the organization. And sometimes mm -hmm. that's the challenge of an entrepreneur to know when it's time to start professionalizing and letting go. And but because entrepreneur, it's, you, you hold on to that one, or you uh, you keep on holding on to that one, and sometimes the organization just plateaus. I, I think uh, yeah, yung story that I like to share. No, so basically, the there's a point in time in business natin that we can only hire around twenty thousand, thirty thousand pesos na salary na isang tao. Oh. Oh. Max na yung manager, max forty thousand. Parang ganon. Never. Most of us entrepreneurs will never. You know, hire 100,000 pesos salary. Oh, mahal yan, di ba? Ganyan yung unang <laughs> di ba? So I had that moment when I have a good manager from, from a multinational company that told me that he's going to transfer to my 
to my competitor. To my competitor. Nagpaalam sa akin, Steve, uh, lilipat na ako from brand to, to an enabler to a competitor of mine. Oh, wow. Yes. And then, said, oh, sabi ko, teka lang, teka lang. Then I asked him his comp compensation package doon sa competitor. Wow. Ang laki. No? More than six, six digits. Basically, hmm. 100,000 plus yung kanyang sweldo. So sabi ko, don't say yes first. Tulu pagtulugan natin to, I'll come back to you two days, one to two days from now, I told him. So he said yes naman. And then I now started asking for advice from mentors no? on how I will view. Kasi sabi ko, if I get him at his current compensation, parang triple yung, yung sweldo niya triple do sa susunod na tao ko. Mm -hmm. Tapos around 2018. So, yun yung parang, how did I view it? One of my mentors told me, Steve, you have to look at it this way. When you invest on a truck, isang million mahigit ang isang truck, di ba? Hindi ka naman, hindi ka naman umaano, hindi ka umaalma kasi alam mo, yung truck na yan, makakatulong sa negosyo mo to bring efficiencies and lower down the cost. So, ganito rin, you have to view that person as an investment. If you invest on him with this amount, after a year, total mo yung sweldo niya, yan yung total investment mo sa kanya, will he be able to bring back bigger business for your business? So you have to take that risk. And with that in mind, sige, sabi ko, okay, I'm gonna hire my first multinational employee. <laughs> Nakakatawa, when he came back, sabi niya, anong, anong posisyon ko sa kumpanya? Sabi ko, anong gusto mong posisyon? <laughs> No, but that is a true story. But once I saw the in, the output, the investment that I can get from a very well-oiled, you know, talented individual, then I saw the opportunity na, oh, that's why these multinational companies can, ano kasi, it's worth it. No? So I think that that was a major mind sh mindset that I, that I broke through the glass ceiling when I hired that first person, no? So ngayon, mas marami ng ganun rin tao sa amin na, alam mo, when you start, parang sabi mo, ay, hindi ko kaya mag-sweldo ng lasalista, mahal eh, di ba? Mga ganyan. <laughs> o, lasalista at alista at saka UP, mahal. Di ba? Yan yung mga <laughs> negosyo eh. When you're, when you're a startup. Di ba? When you're a startup. Oh. So, But then, Steve, we do have a lot of people from all universities, from all colleges. Ano, very mixed na yung ano namin, organization right now. So Steve, mas mataas ba yung salary nila sa mas mataas ba yung salary nila sa salary mo? Uh, hindi naman, sinigurado ko lang. <laughs> <laughs> Pero that's one thing also that ano, that I learned, no? When you own the business and you don't have an investor, you don't know, you don't need the salary, diba? You, para it's your own business. Eh. Now I have a salary. Balik na rin mo, RJ. Ngayon lang ako nagkaroon ng salary this year lang. <laughs> <laughs> But that, that's, parang, that's typical entrepreneur. Eh. That's typical entrepreneur. How we think about the business, eh, di ba? Yeah, Kasi, yeah. I, may, negosyo ko naman yan, di ba? Why, why will I pay first, So, the year 2020 is my first year to have a salary. <laughs> <laughs> After all the years, no? After all the years. After all the years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, I, I was very curious also as well. And people don't, I think people don't ask this question often enough, no? But, When I ask people what keeps them sharp, diba? I say, is it, do you exercise? Do you read books? Do you have hobbies? Or do you have a strong prayer and faith life? 
what keeps you sharp? And I know that you told me at the start of this, this discussion, parang, you know, you spend time with the Lord. And just tell me, I mean, how important is your own faith life in, in, in what you're doing here right now? Second, it's it's part of my core values, part of my foundation in running my organization, in doing business. Very vital part, you know, uh, that I would really say. It, it This is what molds me as a person. So definitely having faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is my main driver in doing things for His glory, you know, for, you know, able to help a lot of Filipino people, in, in especially in this crisis, in this pandemic. Yun yung driving force. When, when the pandemic hit, almost all of our competitors closed, but we were open. And but then I have to think of what, how do I rally my people when everyone is afraid of the COVID-19? And I told them, you know, we, have, we are frontliners. We are offering essential goods. If we will not be able to, if they will not be able to order online, how much more risk that they need to go out? So we need to sacrifice our lives. Yun talaga, lives. That's why I go out, I go every day, I'm still in the office. We need to sacrifice our lives so that our operations will continue. We will not close a day so that people, our kababayans, will be able to get their goods, their essential goods. Yun yung, yung, yung ano na, rallying point namin. That all of us are doing a bigger mission. Not just, it's not just work. It's about helping our kababayan to go through this pandemic. I like it because you're talking about, you know, it's not just work. It becomes a higher purpose now, diba? Your work is not just your work. It's a higher purpose where you're serving more people through your work. And, and that's what's nice that I've seen coming out from you. But the bigger thing is what we actually talked about earlier on that, you know, what you, you often remind me of what uh, David Almirol was a guest a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, he grew up with a pastor. And his worldview was formed by how the pastor taught him and how we had, how he's got to collaborate with, with people, not just necessarily compete. But the bigger thing is how his business advocates service and and, his, and how important his people is to him uh, are to him. In your business, what I found very interesting, and I saw this in your Facebook post the other day, is that you're actually, you had, you had a nice ceremony where you're actually uh, giving the people who are most loyal to you shares in the company. Tell, tell me a bit more about that one. You can even put one natin kanina. Yeah. So, ako basically, diba, a typical business there's maybe in the Philippines less than 1% that really offers stock options to employees. Sa akin, uh, you know, when you're building something, it's best building it with other people. Mm-hmm. No? And if you want to have a sustainable more than yung sa buhay mo lang, major, uh, make, uh, you know, a longer legacy, a sustainable business, it needs to have the vision of so many other people. And being part of, you know, I always tell to my to the new employees, you can always build for others, but here you can build for your own. And that's, I think, that's one powerful way of sharing the blessing also. Yeah. So, important, we, we have a generous, kind heart to our people. They will be able to, you know, sabi ko nga, greatness will not be greatness without these people that has really given their life also for the mission and vision of the company. Yeah. And you told me before that you offered the Stock options actually a couple of years ago. That's a really interesting story. Tell, tell me about that one. Tell us, tell our listeners about that one. Yeah. So, well, Chapel no time. It's it's not a right or wrong answer, but I I went to seven of my key employees and told them, "Ano gusto niyo? Pera o bayong?" 
double your money or or, or stock options, no? So no time na yun, even though they're still employees of mine up to today, they owe us six out of seven uh, chose cash, and only one chose stocks, no? And at least merong isa living proof of what he has right now, of the <laughs> stock that he holds right now that is, you know, quite in terms of monet, if you will monetize it, way, way, way bigger than whatever, you know. Alam mo yan yung problema sa Pilipino eh. Hindi pa alam yung stocks. Oh, oh, oh. I think, I think we're, we're very, ano pa, very, kahit anong pilit ko, sila, hindi kunin mo stocks, huwag ka naman kunin. Ayaw eh. Sir, okay lang. Ganun. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, now they know the value and you know what what we're planning to do with it. Ayan, wala na lahat stocks na ngayon. Hindi na so, hindi na uso ang cash. So you you offered again very recently a, a stock option or stock option. Is so people could get all stock options from you. How many employees actually got a stock option from you? So itong huling round namin nine of them. Nine That's of them. Options. Yeah. The wow. youngest is a 22 year old. Wow, fantastic. He started, he started as an OJT, intern's uh, company, and then he rose up to the ranks to become the fulfillment manager of our company, handling hundreds of people at age 21. Pero ngayon, 22 na siya. Yeah, at age 22. Yeah. Wow, so he has, he has been with the company more than two years na. Great, great story. And, and speaking of that one, no? What I want to get into right now, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful story I think that you have, no? I mean, you were telling us bits and pieces of your entrepreneurial journey, your background growing up in, in, in uh, Binondo and Divisoria, diba? Selling, you know, being very hustle-minded, entrepreneurial-minded, bebeta na mga t-shirt nung nasa college ka, up to when you got out of college, you never entered the corporate world. How did you finally end up? And I know that, I know that for, for one time, you actually failed in a business venture pa. Pakikwento yan, uh, yung buong entrepreneurial journey mo and how it end up, ended up uh, with you putting up great deals. Wow, mahaba-habang kwento yan. May oras ba tayo? Pag- oh, okay lang tayo dyan. Okay lang. This is what the show is about. Uh-huh. No, I, I think, uh, so, at a very young, at a very young age, talagang entrepreneurial na ako. No? So the first entrepreneurial, the first business that I have is buy and sell during grade 2. Sh- yeah. I want to share to you, you, you can start as early as grade two. Eight years old, I go out sa tapat ng St. Stephen, buy a whole pad ng sticker at five pesos. And then I can, there's around 10 pieces of those. And then I can cut it and sell that 50 cents, piso, 50 cents, 50 piso. So pag tinota ko na benta ko lahat, kumita na ako. <laughs> Yan yung unang negosyo ko talaga. No? Buying stickers kasi most of my classmates can only afford 50 cents, piso, ako, o sige, itong limang piso ko, pangpuhunan ko, umiikot. So I think that was my first entrepreneurial journey. And then, uh, of course, I helped out in the family business. But uh, when I got married, I went into the life insurance industry as a life insurance agent. Yeah. As a Filipino-Chinese, were you, not, were you not sort of obligated or that you have to join, the stay with the family business and uh-huh. with it? So when I graduated, exacto, our house got burned down, no? So it was my obligation talaga to help out the family business. So, and then the only time that, you know, definitely you, when you're in the family business, the family really earns, no? Ikaw talaga, ano, all around type, all of those things. But then I also believe if when you get married, you, the, 
you know, the the man leaves his father and mother and be united with his wife. So when I got married, I told my parents that I'm going to have my own journey. I want to be financially independent because I'm starting my own family. And during that time, I chose to be an insurance agent. No, agent insurance. I was in the insurance industry for 10 years before I ventured back to business. So, so I have an insurance agency pa that I sold before I went into importing products from China. Yeah. So, medyo marami talaga akong dinaanan na mga negosyo from insurance agent, from network marketing. So, those are the background that I've done and helped me mold also as a person. Okay. And then, yeah. so, you were able to pick up, I guess, bits and pieces from insurance, uh, from network marketing. And finally, what was that last business that you were running before great deals came about? I know that you were doing selling cell phones. That's, that's what you were importing from China. Tama ba ako dyan? Yes, yes. So, cell phone accessories. No? So, ang ginawa ko talaga during that time was I have stores in Glorieta and Greenbelt, sa mga offline stores, sa mga malls. And then, my first ano lang was iniisip ko lang lahat ng mga slow-moving products ko to sell it online through Lazada. Mm-hmm. That was my main reason why I why I joined Lazada during that time, 2014 yun. No? And when November 11, 2014 came, I think I have around 2,000 power banks in my warehouse for the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. On one day, everything was gone. Because you put it on Lazada. I put it on Lazada on 11-11. Di ko alam ganun kagrabe yung benta. And I was, yun yung parang whoop, light bulb moment. Anong animal to na ganun kaya magbenta? Eh, ano ko na to? Stocks ko na to for the whole Christmas season. I think that was my turning point na learn more about, you know, selling online or doing e-commerce online. So that was my turning point. Parang light bulb moment ko talaga. Uh, that was 11-11-2014, which is six years ago. Wow. Mm. So, what, what did you do at that point? So, okay, you, you realize all of a sudden that you might not have been in the correct business model. In other words, you had the, the, the offline stores, your brick and mortar were not exactly... I mean, you, you, you were carrying OPEX there, you were carrying yeah. cameras the same place, and you realize all of a sudden, oh, this, is not the right, this might not be the right thing. What did you have and, to do forward? You know, when people ask me, suerte mo lang kasi maaga ka nag-umpisa online. But the truth is, 20, January 2015, all of the orders came back to us. Muntik, may rally na kami doon sa office ng Lazada kasi they were not able to pay us. And then lahat ni return all of those things. no? Kasi it's a startup pa noong time, noong time na yun. Si Lazada was a startup pa rin. Eh. Hindi pa nabibili ni Alibaba. So there were, you know, concerns rin all of those things. no? But, you know, as a businessman, you took the risk of continuing the business, even ganyan. So I think different times may kailangan different strokes. Right now, it's more stable to sell in Lazada and Shopee. But one thing for sure na in every timeline, there's always challenges coming in. In every phases and aspect ng negosyo. No? And we should always be, you know, agile enough, innovative enough to be able to, you know, go with the flow kumbaga, of the fast, ever-changing e-commerce industry that we have. Wow. Uh, Benedict Yap says, Hi, Steve. Kumusta ka na dyan? 
Now, as as for listening here right now, no, I want to step back a bit. So you you went into you said okay, Lazada sold out. What sold out? But all of a sudden, there was like a there was a backlash. All of a sudden, like they couldn't pay you on time, I guess, and all the products came back. What did you do next from that point? Because I mean, at that point, you could have said, okay, it's too risky. They're not paying me in time. You may Facebook na noon. Some of the merchant were stop selling sa Lazada and everything. Eh, ako naman kasi it's more of I'm looking at during that time, sige, cautious lang up to a certain limit, we keep on growing the business. But making sure that, you know, if something happened, hindi naman tayo madatapa. But then when Alibaba bought Lazada noong 2016, that was my conscious, conscious effort na, okay, I'm gonna go all in into e-commerce. I closed up all of my brick and mortar store consciously. Wow. And then sabi ko, I'm gonna put all of my resources in this one kasi sure ko si Jack Ma, hindi tatalbog ang cheque. <laughs> so, yun yung I think that was the difference in in terms of mindset na talagang I'm all in. no? And that was, ano, after a few years, ito na. And I think uh, we've grown tremendously during the last four years. Wow. Uh, in terms of, ano, business. I- from Ian Santos, great story, great leader. Thanks so much for inspiring us, Steve C. Now, hmm. Steve, this must have been, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself in your shoes at that time, diba? Siyempre, latin gut feel, eh, diba? Imagine mo time na yun, oh, sige, pumasok si Jack Ma, isasara ko yung mga tindahan ko. It's, it's easy to say, but it's another thing to actually do. How was, how was it like for you at the time when you, when you, when you were going to close down your stores? I I need to be laser focused. I'm going to just concentrate on e-commerce because it's going to be the future. So, you know, let go of everything and put everything in one, ano. And yun yung ano ko. During that time, syempre, some people will say, okay, we have to put this. But then I, I was really clear, laser focused during that time to make it big in the e-commerce space. So, okay. I think so, it, you know, nakita naman yung benefits ngayon. I mean, for me, it might have been a big risk at that time to actually put everything there. Mevin Kulilap says, amazing story, uh, Steve C. So, what were the next steps? So, okay, you closed down the stores. You put up, did you put up your own warehouse to put everything inside? What did you do next? Because for the people here, they're going, wow, how can I do, how can I do the same thing? Mm. So, definitely, you know, continuous learning and then concentrating on the business strategy that I have during that time. What are the things that I need to do to be able to grow my e-commerce business? So, during 2016 and 2017, we were awarded by Lazada as the number one fashion brand in the platform. New York sneakers, ang pangalan ng shoes namin, no? Which is, technically, it's a white-labeled product imported from China. But we were beating the likes of Bench, Penshop, SM. So Lazada was asking, who, is the, who the hell is New York sneakers? And why they are growing this leaps and bounds in terms of business. Kumbaga, parang, how could you beat brands that are well-known. Established, oh. No? So, I think that was the... I think uh, we were doing something right in terms of building our businesses. No? So, no time na yon, nobody was thinking of selling shoes kasi they were thinking, shoes? Can you buy shoes online? Eh, kailangan pa yung size i-check mo, di ba? So, there oh. will be a lot of returns. Tama? Eh, but sa akin is, if you never try it, you will never know it. One thing I realized, shoes are a universal size, especially for Filipinos. Kung size 8 ka, size 8 ka na sa lahat. Uh. 
Oh, it's just like the comfort lang yung difference. Pero yung ano, it's much, much easier. So we were really thriving in terms of sales and revenue and income during that time. So what, what made you different online? Was it because you were selling you were selling shoes or was there sneakers or was there something different that you were doing online in terms of marketing? Yes, uh, there's a lot of building blocks that we've done, uh, especially creating mobile-ready images, photos. So sabi ko nga, diba, I always tell for those that are in e-commerce, content is king. Importante yung content mo for you to be able to, you know, be the best in, in the online or to sell online. No? And then distribution is queen. The more distribution outlet you have, the better in terms of Lazada, Shopee, or you're in Facebook, you're in TikTok, you're in Instagram. CRJ, si nasa lahat eh. Nasa Facebook, <laughs> nasa Twitter, nasa Kubo, nasa, lahat, nasa podcast, eh, di ba? So I think that's a very good strategy in terms of business because you'll be able to have more point of sales in terms of your target market. No? Okay. So still the same principle in business, but you know, making it applicable online. And then you started off actually with cell phone accessories. My my my, my guess would have been though, if you started moving on to the online platforms, you would have started also with what you were most familiar with, which would have been also cell phone accessories. Pero yung una mong, kumbaga, una mong pasok dyan, was was sneakers why was that the, why was that the case for you okay uh, when when we 2015 2016 ang strategy ko was to dominate the category so i have access to china i can easily import time na yon so bottom line i'm looking at it okay nobody's selling pets any any kinds of pet things so we created pet pals Nobody was selling baby stuff, so we created baby steps. Nobody was selling shoes, so we created New York sneakers. So basically, lahat ng category, were, we want to be dominant. So I was not product-oriented, but a category specialist during that time. We were technically opening categories for Lazada during that time. I see. So yun yung different, yun yung different uh, strategy play namin. For, for those years that we were in when we were selling online. Very interesting. Then so as you were selling online, no? so your marketing effort more is your branding the store na ito purus these are hindi yung say isang store ng Jen Rubbers and Jen cell phone accessories. Eh. Yeah. So you were building it, let's say for example, this is uh, my pet store. This is my my sneaker store. Then that, that's how home and living home and living kato ganito. So May electronics ako, meron akong speakers. So, each, parang ano lang, parang pumunta ka sa mall, di ba? May mga specialty store. So, ganun ang ginawa namin, specialty stores. Yeah. And then, how did, it evo- how did it evolve from there? What did you start realizing what your competitive advantage was? What, what was great deals going to be at that point when you, when you saw how, how things were evolving online? The existing business uh, model that we have, I think it started 2015 pa when I was in a bazaar selling my accessories. Katabi ko was Giga, yung virgin coconut oil. And they were wow. selling a lot online. And on those bazaar, wow, lakas ang benta nito. So, ibig sabihin, maganda yung produkto. So, I went to the owner and I told him, uh, can I be your franchisee? E-franchisee, yung word pang ginamit ko. And told them na I would like to franchise your business 
but I'm not gonna set up a physical store, but I'm gonna set up an online store. Eh, yung owners are senior citizens na, so definitely they said yes, they don't have any, they don't know anything about online. Eh. So I think that was my first client. And then because we were doing very well in the different categories in the online marketplace, when I offered my services to a multinational, our first multinational was the Naked Begisari, which is yung condom, no? And then he said, okay. As I said to him, I can sell that online. Sure ako. And <laughs> we were able to grow their business 500 times in just a few months. 500 times? Yes. 5, 5X, no? 5XXX. Uh, 5XX. <laughs> and then, ano, uh, I think word came out that, you know, there's a company that can sell your products online very well. That's what's great deals. So, you know, we get word of mouth na from different people na, oh, ito, kaya nito. And then everyone that we were onboarding, we were able to grow their business exponentially talaga. Yun na. Hmm. And, and so, what eventually made you realize, because I, I've been reading online, and they say that, you know, what Great Deals is, is actually a one-stop shop digital agency. When did that whole concept come together for you? Well, technically, we're not an agency. Yun yun. We're an e-commerce solution provider. So there's a thousand and one or a hundred one digital agency. We're not branding. We're not marketing. What we're good at is we can sell your products. We're an e-commerce specialist. Yun yung ano talaga. So kung gusto mo ng maraming likes, doon ka sa mga digital agency. Pero if you want sales, you talk with great deals. So I think we differentiate ourselves with the different digital agency by being an e-commerce company talaga. No. So yun yung ano. So that's why yung business model namin medyo unique na walang gumagay. Well, technically, hindi pa siya, hindi pa siya talagang parang may industriya noong time na when we set it up. What is your perspective? I, I'm very curious right now because, you know, I, 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 my corporate background was brand marketing, right? Establishing how the brand is created and then the brand creates conversions. But your, your thinking was different. It was really just sales. What, what were these digital agencies sort of like missing out on or what what didn't they capture that you were easily able to capture from a, from your perspective as, as, a, as a focusing on sales okay for for e-commerce business there's the front funnel brand awareness conversion add to cart but then there's always what we call cost the whole customer experience is not just up to there when you add to cart you buy there's always fulfillment delivery and reviews and customer experience how they receive the products. All of those comes into play when you're online. So basically, we're telling people, you know, kung gusto niyo yumaman si Mark Zuckerberg, sige, go with a digital agency, keep on running Facebook ads. But we can double your business by not adding additional ads. There's a lot of other parts that you can grow with, like increasing your basket size, or how do you create better conversion rates? Or how do we have better repurchase rates? So those are the things that we tell our clients na ito yung mas important, all in all. So hindi lang kami, hindi namin sinasabi sa mga brands, gumastos ka. Sinasabi namin, ito yung negosyo pwede mong gawin so that you will be able to grow your business online. Wow. Was there a point when you were doing this? It seems that, as I speak to you, 
there was no point where the business was lagging or failed. Parang tuli tuli being from 2015 to, to now, it was just very successful. Or was there a point that made the business model wasn't quite there at the start? So we had uh, we had a year that we didn't really grow too much. And that is because our capabilities, dati kasi manual ang aming inventory. Or ayoko na sabihin yung ginagamit namin system, pero very manual. Parang Excel type lang. And it, during that time, we have 20 to 30,000 SKUs already. Talagang sasabog siya. So that was the year that I said we need to find a good you know, uh, software system for us to be able to scale. And I think yun na yung pinaka-hiccups ng negosyo namin. So when we were able to finally find the right software system and able to scale it up, we were ahead of our game because technically we were doing it before all of the other people are really using it. So I think that was another key for us to really scale up our business. So it's technically we're, we're not a tech company, we're a tech-enabled company. We use tech, yeah, we use tech for us to scale up, make automate things for us to be more efficient, for us to be more agile. Yun yung mga things that is needed in a business, and yun yun. That's why we became a startup. And, and then you became a startup, but you didn't. Parang, it was not even in your realm of parang startup was not even in your vocabulary, diba? Even you were not even a startup. You're not even from that startup world. Yes, I, I think I start up. I think 2018 lang ako na join na mga startup event. No. <laughs> nga, uh, I need tech for me to be able to grow because 2017 was my yung nga, laki ng problema ko. So, third, fourth quarter of 2017, we were really talking to different dev companies here already. If you can make this one, if you can make this one, if you can make this one. Parang ganon. No? So, yun. But right now, we have our in-house tech already for us to really grow. We are investing on our uh, ano, tech capabilities. Rin. Ano, Steve, six figures na rin yung salary ng, ng tech mo? Siyempre, <laughs> dapat na. Pwede, ano mangyayari? <laughs> <laughs> yung, yung question ko lang, sige na yun. When Especially, you... RJ, both of us are from the era of, hindi ko ako, non-techie ako eh. Oh. I don't know any tech. You know? So talagang, I think, dun sila nagugulat. But if you know how to hire the right people, then it's good. Yun lang. Yan yung entrepreneur. <laughs> yan, yung, yan yung diskarte ng isang entrepreneur. And having mm-hmm. said that, no, what an interesting journey. What was the part in that journey of yours in, in, inside Great Deals when you felt, parang, oh my God, we, we, we made it. Or parang, I can't believe we're here. What was that, that moment when you, when, you, when you had to step back and say, wow, this is where Great Deals is right now. What, what point was that for you? If you will ask me up to now, nawawawa ko eh sa nangyayari. Truth to be told, I think uh, when I saw one of my employees cried, she was with me since our 160 square meter na warehouse and office na lahat kami nagkukumpul-kumpul doon. And when I showed her to the newly renovated office, she cried. And kasi we've gone a long, long way. No, Parang I think that was parang, oh wow. Parang I think doon ako na-touch rin, di ba? But in terms of work, there's a lot of work to be to be to be done, and we're exciting because definitely e-commerce still in the sunrise industry, and greater things to come. You, your company was also recently not 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 that recently, but 
Navigard did uh, invest in your company. Tell us a bit more about that journey of, of getting uh, a private equity firm to come to the business. When did you realize that you needed, needed them in? And how did you how did you come together with them? Because this is quite a feat for a company such as yours. The you really started from, from scratch. People are saying that you're the next unicorn for the Philippines. Uh, RJ, we need to have an... If you want me to share to you my how to raise funds, I think you need to invite me again for another podcast because life-changing <laughs> <laughs> rin yung experience na yan. Uh, uh, I think, because it took me a year to be able to close. From from raising to closing, took me a year, took a lot of time away from the business to be able to raise funds. You know? And I think too short of a story kung how I will start it, but it's quite a story talaga na I think worth sharing rin to, especially to a lot of ano, startup founders. When yeah. is the right time to invest? When is the right time to raise capital? When is the right? How do you look for your strategic partner? How when you negotiate? How could you be in the best effort? You know, best table and what kind of mindset that you need to have? All of these things. Because most of us, especially sa Filipino startup, maaga natin binebenta yung kompanya, and then we lose passion, we lose because we don't have control anymore. I think we need to, as a founder, there are. I think there are two mindsets as a founder. Either you're built to sell or built to last. No. So, and difference when I was doing my business, I was really building it to last. No. So there's a different mindset to it. Because you tend to make sure that you're earning, not just growing rapidly, but also, you know, we don't buy the growth, but we grow to sustain the business. No, so there's two mindset talaga. It's a two different mindset, and I believe uh, learning that r- the right mindset will help you in the long run, in the long term. Now you still have control. You can still create your culture. Hindi ka na echepera. Yun yung I think a lot of things that you you know as a startup founder also to to share with. Sabi ni Serafin ko dito super idol ko yan si Steve C. Wow, thanks so much, Seraphine Ko. Um, yeah, I, I'd love to actually have you back here to talk about, you know, maybe key takeaways that some of the, because many people here also listen to the show are startup founders or entrepreneurs wanting to sell the show. So, yeah, let's let's have you back for, for those other episodes. Uh, but uh, having said that, no, you were telling me that you also have, um, you know, you sound so successful all the way, but I'm sure that on the, along the way, you did have some some failures along the way. And for these failures, what did you learn from them? I, I'm sure that not all your businesses were always good, but you've learned yeah. from your bad businesses as well. Yes, definitely. I think, uh, sabi ko nga, uh, there's everybody will go through their desert experience. My desert experience was, uh, there was a point in my business life that I was in debt. I lost money around, uh, early 20s ago, I lost around 40 million pesos. Wow. I was in debt. I have uh, two young daughters. And the lowest moment is I have to feed them NFA rice. So I think that was my desert experience. Itong nakikita nyo was my, ano na eh, parang pag may desert, diba, you always go to the promised land. Oh. Or para si Moses bringing the Egyptian, uh, the Israelites to the promised land. But yung desert experience ko was a 12-year experience of being ano, uh, in debt and paying my debt. Eh, kung matagal kung mahaba ang utang, pang matagal-tagal ng utang mo, maramdaman mo, minsan tatamarin ka na rin magnegosyo dahil ang haba ng utang. Yung lahat ng kinikita mo is, you know, even though how big, eh, binabayad mo lang ng utang mo. And sabi ko nga kay Lord, alam mo, you're so faithful. 
na sometimes pag tinitignan ko yung negosyo ngayon, eh, yung parang ano ba yung utang ko dati compared sa negosyo binigay niya ngayon. So I think uh, for me, that's why we need to learn those experiences well for us to reach our promised land. And for us, you know, sa, sa ating right, right now, di ba, we're in the pandemic. Most of us are in our desert experience. Busy struggling, people are being laid off. Pero ako sabi ko is you always have hope that we will reach the promised land. And how we handle yung desert experience natin, how we will have faith in our Lord that you know we will reach the promised land in the future, we, will give us that drive to continue. No, and I, there's a lot of people that they really take to to have to to be thankful for. For, you know, uh, when I was down and out, yeah, si Seraphine, laking tulong yan sa akin. Ano, <laughs> uh, na we were, you know, when you were down and out, you know, people still have faith in you to continue doing the business so that you'll be able one day to bounce back. No? And I think yun yung gusto ko rin i-share. No? So sometimes I was... Uh, I was telling my wife, Han, di ba, yung utang natin, 40 million dati, parang feeling natin, di na natin mababayaran, bumuhay na natin, kailangan bayaran, all of these things. So sabi ko ngayon, tignan isang PO na lang to. So parang ganun yung, yung mind-blowing. Mind I think it's more of how God is faithful. So it's important for us, even though you don't see the success right now, but you need the learning so that pagdating ng your time will come. Kaya nga sabi ko, e-commerce is my promised land. So maybe right now, people are looking at at my business na ito, puro successful. No, dumaan rin ako sa 12 years of drought, kumbaga, before I harvest yung blessing ng Panginoon. No? And I was in debt for 12 years, RJ. Ang hirap doon, ha? 12 years na malaki ang utang mo pala. Ika, bayad ng bayad lang ng utang. Every year, oh. on year, all of my learning uh, earnings you need to just pay back in debt, no? Wow. So, I think, uh, yun yung, ano, yun yung major, yun yung, ano, kaya nga, ang haba ng storya, pero I think, yun yung principle that I like to share to everyone, na don't lose hope, lahat may pag-asa, and even, kaya nga, sabi ko, nag-networking na ako, nag-insurance ako, kasi, yan yung mga negosyo na hindi mo kailangan ng puhunan, but you'll be able to earn, no? So, I think, those are the things, that's why, Nung nakuna na ako, medyo may puhunan na. Sige, balik na tayo sa magnegosyo. And then yun, pak, pak, pak. Wow. And you know, right now, like you said in your talk, uh, in your conversation right now with me, that many people are going through this. This is their desert. This this pandemic is their desert experience. For me, my own business, it's my own desert experience. After the promised land na kami, balik kami deserto ulit, di ba? Sometimes, you get to see that there's actually some silver linings as a... When you wear your entrepreneurial hat, you go, you know, wage it. But there's in crisis, there is opportunity, right? Yes. It, it, it's the same thing over here right now. I wanted to ask you, okay, um, when this when this pandemic occurred, diba, People, people, well, for people in the business community, instantly assume, oh, kuna sa e-commerce ka, you probably did much, much better. You, you did much better than the other industries which were greatly affected by this pandemic. But how is it really like for you? What what happened to great deals during this pandemic? Did you have to pivot? Did you have to innovate? Did you have to change? What happened to you guys during this pandemic? Okay, let me share to you that nobody really planned for the pandemic. So we, we have a few months to really adjust to the new normal in terms of doing business. No. 
So talagang there's a lot, and also there's a lot of uncertainty, especially during March and first week of April. Oh. You never you know what will happen in the future. So number one, sabi ko, okay, cut all marketing budget. We make sure we defend our revenues. Make sure that we have a passive cash flow. We make sure all of those things needs to be taken into consideration. You know? So we made, a, that's why we had, parang ang, ang board meeting, or parang ang execom meeting namin, house every day. Oh. We were constantly communicating, communicating to all of our people what our plans are, how we are gonna, you know, continue and everything. And then by, by the thing ng May, we were already adjusting to the new normal. But then the business, sa totoo lang, uh, di ba, as I have said, e-commerce in the Philippines inflection point happened during the ECQ or during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. But, but, ito yung but, ito yung katotohanan, none of us were ready with the influx of online buyers. Because logistics are not ready, internet infrastructures was not ready, so we weren't really able to maximize. Ang daming, isipin mo yung experience mo nung during East March. Pag umorder ka online, it will take you three to four weeks before you receive the product. Diba? So the promise of e-commerce didn't really happen yet because none of us, including us, were prepared for this kind of a new normal. So we have to adjust our operations rate. So nung May, June, July was really record-breaking every month kami. Tuloy-tuloy na. No? But then during March, April, we were really pivoting on how to be able to have social distancing, how to be able to fulfill, uh, increase our capabilities, all of these things. No, So I think yun yung, ano, yun yung learnings that we had during the pandemic. Na talaga, ano, you need to constantly communicate to your people so that uh, kampante sila of what will happen for their future. Aaron Chua says over here, Steve is the best. Wow. Baka may, may Steve C. fan club ako dito ngayon sa aking ano, ha? Uh, <laughs> over here. But, but Steve, yeah. uh, how quickly were you, you... So during the time, the April, May, you ha, April, uh, March, April, that's the time that you had to, I guess, put, invest more money into resources to build the infrastructure. Am I right? Well, basically, we, we have to open new warehouses just to cope up with our... For the demand. Parang sa totoo lang, doon time na yun, parang araw-araw may campaign. <laughs> Triple ang negosyo ng pandemic. We have a silver lining. E-commerce was a silver lining for us. I think uh, three times or four times is still quite conservative with the number of influx nga. But we were telling that we were not able to catch them all, kumbaga, because a lot of you know, uh, fulfillment capacity, logistic capacity, were not in place. We were not yet, were not yet in place. No. And also, we did have a new business during the pandemic, which is you. We partnered with uh, Grab Mart and Grab and Food Panda for their Grab Mart and Panda Mart na grocery online grocery store that were spearheading the instant commerce uh, here that to be able to deliver goods in just less than in 30 minutes or less i see so it's great it, uh, uh, actually for you a lot of business models also emerged uh, during this 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 crisis for you and there are people listening to us here right now steve no and um i guess they also want to find out from your perspective you're seeing things both eh, from a business to consumer and a business to business perspective 
What are you seeing as the emerging opportunities? First of all, in terms of retail, when it comes to e-commerce, in terms of business to business, when it comes to e-commerce, what do you think is going to be emerging in the next couple of months and years as a result of this uh, pandemic? Well, definitely e-commerce will continue to grow. Whatever you, whether in your platform play kaba, fintech play kaba, payments, logistic play kaba, all of this industry will continue to grow. Whether whether your digital agency, it will continue to grow. Everything that's gonna be part of the digital ec economy will have exponential growth in the next 18 to 24 months. Now, in terms of opportunities, you just have to look at it if you're willing to take the risk. Okay. I, I think that's, the, no, that's my two cents. Are, are there particular sets of, let's say, number one, in terms of services that still need to uh, be fulfilled? Are there of type of services which people can still enter into that, that, that still require... You know, uh, because like you said, Deba, like you discovered your opportunity because you realized, wow, there's no categories in, in, in Lazada. So you created them. Are there services that can still be created? Are there products that still need to be marketed online that you still think that there's opportunities for? Yeah, definitely. Kaya nga sa mga startup dyan, continue to dream and innovate. I think there's a lot of opportunities. Kami nga, we have to stop kasi kung hindi, baka hindi namin makatulog eh. <laughs> no? So we need more people to be part of the digital economy for us to have a more robust uh, ecosystem. No? And that's why you know, we do have a lot of mentorship program that we do for startups and to the community also to be able to raise more startup founders, raise more companies to, you know, to spearhead and you know be the light to the new uh, generation kumbaga no kung maghanap sobrang dami uh, e-learnings all of these things everything it's a new normal eh so everything needs to be there's so lang, i'm not the the best sabi natin in terms of opportunity yes there's a lot but i think in terms of capacity you need to know your core competence so that you'll be able to, as a business, to be able to pivot, kumbaga, to online. But you know, you know, you have to know your core competence also. No? So ako, kahit anong gusto kong maging artista, hindi ko kaya gawin, katulad ni RJ. So hindi ako pwede mag-vlogger, ganyan. So yun know, mga ganyan, ano. <laughs> so, Steve, what's, what's, next? what's next for you? And, and what's next also for, for great deals? I think uh, personally, we'd like to really pursue or spearhead or trailblaze your instant commerce that we have been talking about. Now you're in your Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Viber, and you like a product, you just click it by now, and in 30 minutes, it's delivered to your doorstep instantly. And wow. I think we would like to release, we're, we're, we're spearheading it already. In Metro Manila, in all, all groceries, we are able to deliver in 30 minutes or less. For all, most of the brands that we carry, Merano, you have that. You, right now, you can go to Grab or Food and you know buy from Grab Mart Express or Panda Grocer and have your grocery delivered in 30 minutes. Already, anywhere in Metro, anywhere in Metro Manila, and coming soon in Cebu. Next month, in Cebu. So I think in the next 18 months. We'll have a nationwide you know, network of instant commerce. Wow. And, yeah, so, and that's, the next, that's the next big thing. And about what's the next big thing for you? For me, uh, yun, I want to see that 
uh, that vision see into fusion eh. no may malaki na chance ko kasi kaya hindi ko na alam kung ano pang lalaki <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, i'm still you know excited of what uh, the lord has ano uh, planned for the next five years of my life kumbaga wow I mean, having said all that, one truly amazing story. I, I'm amazed myself at, at go, at, as, as to how you went through your entire journey. And um, there's some people listening over here, and they were to take away some, you know, what what is your key entrepreneurial advice right now? If there's some takeaways that you want them to get from your whole experience, from everything, uh, you don't want people to go through the same, I guess. We have to all go through mistakes, I know that one. But if there's some things that you could, you know, pass on to people right now before they get fully into the startup world or fully into the entrepreneurial world, what advice would that be? Uh, I, I think I'd like to share to you uh, the three M's. Master, mission, mate. I think very important to us to have a good mentor or to have a good master. But sa akin, ang master ko talaga si Jesus Christ. But then you, you, you need to find your mentors to help you, guide you in your life. You know, people that you look up to that can help you in your business life, in your career, in your family life. That's, I think, important. Know who is your master. Who's and your then, mentor, by the way? If you don't mind me asking, who, is your, who are your mentors? Mentors, uh, so sa church namin. So si Ramon Manzana, I don't know if he's watching, no? He's one of my mentor uh, and some of the pastors that we have in the church. No, because the mentors are business people, really. Okay. That helps me in by ano, no? So I think he owns uh, Rural ba- uh, Bank of Makati. No? And then uh, in terms of mission, is you know, you know, you need to know where you, you know, where you're going as an individual. Ano yung mission mo talaga sa buhay? And for those that are not yet married, your mate, that the, the the spouse that you will be, that will be helping you in your journey, or that will be accompanying you in your journey. That's why I say master, mission, and mate. No. So, because if we don't know our master, how would you know your mission in life? And you know, magdadala ka pa ng kasama na hindi mo rin alam sa kapatulo. No. So I think uh, those are the three things that you would like to share to you that, you know, get a good mentor also. Uh, there's a lot of people that can help you, guide you with the same core values that you have. Well, thanks a lot, Steve C. Thank you very Bro, it was such an enlightening discussion. Uh, so proud to be your batchmate and I've learned so much from you. Hoping to have you back here again for another episode where you can discuss actually the process <laughs> of getting up. Many people will be able to learn from that one. I'm sure that they'll that will be another session people will want to learn from. And uh, hopefully, um, I get to speak to you and we get to collaborate also on uh, on Mercato, the other businesses which I run. Well, a great future uh, in store for us. Thank you, RJ. It's been a pleasure. Parang business ng oras. Again, thanks so much for listening here to the RJ Ladesma podcast. We will see you guys again next week for another great podcast. My name is RJ Ladesma here with Steve C. Have a great evening, everyone. Thank you very much. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.